Hey you, thanks for hitting play and welcome to the Canadian Cannabis Update. In this podcast, the premise is to give leaders and organizations an opportunity to tell their stories and share information. And if you like what I do, please tell your friends to subscribe as well, either directly to me, Canadian Cannabis Update Podcast, or to the group we have, Cannabis Media Collective. You can find everything out and more at distinctmedia.ca. All right, Canadians for Fair Access to Medical Marijuana, a.k.a. CFAM, are, as you might expect, an organization that fights for the rights of medical cannabis patients across Canada and beyond. In this interview, I had a chance to speak with board member Peter Thurley, who talks about the organization and their search for a new executive director. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Peter. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Could you start off by telling us who you are specifically? Certainly. I am a board member uh, with Canadians for Fair Access to Medical Marijuana. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are the country's premier uh, not-for-profit dealing with specifically with patients in the medical cannabis uh, world across Canada. Okay, good answer. But I want to dig a little bit deeper than that. Can you tell us something about yourself that has nothing to do with CFAM or cannabis? Sure. So I uh, grew up out West. I currently live in Ontario Mm -hmm. and uh, I am trying to visit every single province and territory in Canada. And I still have two provinces, Newfoundland and PEI to get to. And uh, I need to get to Nunavut and Northwest Territories yet. And I'm trying to do that, uh, trying to get that done here in the next few years. We'll see how it goes. But Crisscrossing Canada is uh, one of my uh, one of my favorite things to do. A bucket list thing, you might say. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, can you start off very elementary? Talk to me like I'm a five year old. Can you explain specifically what Canadians for Fair Access to Medical Marijuana actually is? Sure, can. Um, so we are a federal nonprofit, uh, nonpartisan, patient run organization, uh, and we are dedicated primarily to improving the outcomes of medical patients, medical cannabis patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want them to be able to have access to their medicine in as fair, as safe, and as affordable as possible. We want to make sure that they've they've got access to their treatment when they need it, how they need it, and in the forms that they need it. That's really what we're committed to. Okay, that's pretty clear. Um, can you go back chronologically and maybe tell me the story about the beginning of the organization? How did it start? Who started it? Of course. Uh, it's actually a really cool story. Uh, Jonathan Zaid uh, is a young man uh, from uh, Toronto, and he uh, had been going to the University of Waterloo uh, a number of years ago. And uh, he was the first person in Canada to be able to persuade his uh, insurance provider, that is the University of Waterloo, mm-hmm. uh, the, the arts uh, insurance provider for students, to, be, to persuade them to uh, cover his medical cannabis uh, as a part of the benefits package. Okay. Uh, it was the first time in Canada that uh, that had, had ever happened. Uh, and he had been uh, doing, kind of started on his own, uh, just doing uh, his own activism for 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 himself, mm-hmm. and after uh, after he won insurance access, uh, he kind of decided that he was going to uh, broaden it out beyond just himself, and so he took it upon himself to uh, to take the patient cause to to Ottawa and put together a, a team of, of volunteers, of uh, patients, and of stakeholders to be able to help him do just that. So, okay. uh, yeah, he did that. And he was uh, he just took on a position not that long ago at Aurora, 
And so uh, that's why we're looking to fill uh, an executive director okay. position. I think I read that somewhere on Twitter. Actually, he's a pretty interesting guy. If you don't already uh, follow him on Twitter, definite. He's um, one of uh, he, he's a Twitter follow must. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's talk October 17 here uh, mm -hmm. with the organization CFAM, Canadians for Fair Access to Medical Marijuana. Is, is there a difference with your organization uh, between pre-October 17th and post-October 17th? And what's changed? In a way, there is, and in a way, there isn't. I, I think one of the, the, the key things to recognize is that while most things for patients stayed the same at mm -hmm. legalization, some things changed. And so uh, post-legalization, we've been dealing a lot more with issues like uh, pricing uh, both between rec and medical side and trying to make sure that uh, medical patients have, have proper pricing for themselves, mm -hmm. uh, as well as issues uh, like uh, vaping and smoking in, in your, uh, you know, where, where you're renting. Uh, obviously, since uh, October 17th, 2018, um, many, many, many uh, landlords and government complexes have taken to banning uh, cannabis smoke uh, as well as vaporizing altogether. So we've been dealing with some of those issues. So they're same issues, but they're in different contexts this time. Okay. And have you have you noticed, has there been a change in perception uh, by Canadians uh, on the medical marijuana program now that recreational is legal? I think, uh, I think people are still kind of treating it the same way that they did before. Um, I think that uh, certainly one of the questions that people are much more willing to ask when they hear that someone is using cannabis mm -hmm. is, are you using it for medical purposes? Um, and, uh, and of course, sometimes people want to share that. Sometimes they don't. Um, but uh, it's certainly becoming, uh, you know, a lot more accepted, I think, to, uh, to, be, to be able to take cannabis for medical purposes, whether that's anxiety, whether that's neuropathic pain, whether that's serious ailments or, uh, or just, uh, or just something that, uh, that, that, that you need to deal with kind of quickly, uh, you know, cannabis works for a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you mentioned that you're now looking for a new, uh, executive director yes. and is it the first time you've had this search and can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So, uh, Jonathan of course was the first executive director. Uh, known as the CEO at the time. And then uh, following him, uh, we had uh, someone named James O'Hara who took over. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, uh, his health didn't uh, has, hasn't allowed him to continue in a way that would have worked for him. And so he had to take a step back. Uh, and of course, we wish him, uh, him, him all the success. I know that he's floating around the advocacy space still, and that's good. We need folks like him out there. But uh, that has has led us to an opportunity where uh, where we really have an ability to do a broad, wide search for an executive director because, of course, this role is, is an important role uh, moving forward in the medical cannabis space. Uh, and so we want to make sure that we have as as many uh, as many people uh, who are interested in the role as possible to put in their application. And we're, we're certainly looking forward to, to meeting and chatting with as many folks as possible. So help me articulate what you're looking for here. Um, like what kind of person are you actually looking for? What are the qualities that the person should uh, possess? 
Sure. Um, so this person really needs to be someone who uh, is engaging, who is willing to work with a variety of folks. Obviously, the, the medical cannabis space, the cannabis space is an emerging industry. So there's a lot of change. Uh, stuff moves really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, not uncommon for us to be dealing uh, with one issue uh, one week, and then something completely off the wall issue the next week, right? So this person is really going to have to to be able to to keep a number of balls in the air uh, with respect to essentially representing patients in the cannabis space. Of course, uh, this person is probably someone who has some experience doing fundraising before, mm-hmm. as well as someone who might have a little bit of experience working on government lobbying, working with uh, with governments in particular. Uh, that's going to form a lot of our work over the course of the next few years, and really someone who who has a focus on on patients. It's it's the patients that matter, um, and and that's really what we're looking for. So speak to me about the direction of CFAM then. Um, Where are you hoping that the new executive director will be able to actually take the organization? Um, I think uh, we've just, well, actually, we've just finished a a major collection of data. We sent out a survey to all of our members, and we got more than 2,000 responses. And uh, and some of the interesting stuff in there, of course, is that affordability really does remain uh, one of the the key areas where where patients are having some concerns. We've discovered that about 75% folks are taking less than their prescription as a result of affordability issues. So affordability, which has always been one of those areas that, that we've been concerned about is going to remain uh, one of those key considerations. Access, of course, as I spoke before, sometimes we've had issues where uh, pricing is different for the same product from rec side via the medical side. Of course, that uh, that doesn't really work when we're dealing with uh, patients, many of whom are, are living on uh, limited incomes, right? right. Uh, so making sure that that patient voice is represented, whether in government, in uh, public and civil society, as well as in the industry, that's that's really where that where this person is going to be. Okay. Um, in researching for this interview, I stumbled upon an article published by Aaron Grattan from High Values HR. And in it, it yes. said this, and I want to ask you about it. It said, candidate must have a keen sense of justice for marginalized and stigmatized people. Can you speak to yes. that and tell me why it's important? It's really important that this person be able to not only understand complex issues, but also empathize with the people who are going through those complex issues. Mm-hmm. As someone who suffers with chronic pain, significant chronic pain myself, after a, a major surgery, um, I unfortunately, you know, it's cost me much of my career. I'm, I'm now uh, at home and I'm on CPB disability, so I don't necessarily have the ability to to earn an income in the same way that, that other folks do. Um, the executive director is really going to need to be able to speak for those kinds of folks. Also, we know that people of color are uh, disproportionately affected when it comes to cannabis charges. Uh, and so we know that there have been some issues where uh, people of color have not necessarily been extended the same benefit of the doubt, if you will, that, that others have. And so this person is really going to need to be able to 
stand in the gap, if you will, for for marginalized people, particularly when you're sitting at the table with with licensed producers. The you know, there's so much money in the cannabis industry. Let's be honest here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that can create a bit of a, a power imbalance between uh, the patients who need their medicine every day, mm-hmm. uh, who need it really to, to, to get through the day-to-day, mm-hmm. and those who are sitting in corporate boardrooms, you know, making money. More power to them, but it just means that the folks on the other side need to need to be taken care of as well. And so CFAM's executive director is going to be the one who's going to be representing the voices of patients around those stakeholder uh, tables, and so they'll need to have uh, have a strong backbone for uh, the, uh, the the concerns of those who are marginalized. Nice, very eloquently answered. Um, okay, so to just to wrap up that subject, if someone is interested, how can they find out more about the position or just inquire about CFAM? I guess in general, if needed. Sure, our uh, website, of course, is cfam.ca. Uh, you can go uh, there, find out a little bit more about CFAM. The job posting is also there. On the website, and so you can go check that out as well. It comes with a link directly to the Indeed profile. So we're also listed on Indeed as well as on Charity Village. So you can try and find us on Indeed Charity Village as well as on uh, our website, cfam.ca. Nice. Are you on social media, by the way? We are. Uh, our Twitter handle is cfamcan. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're in on Facebook at Canadians for Fair Access to access to medical marijuana. Uh, We're posting there frequently as well. So there's lots of places where where people can go find it. Peter, any final thoughts, any wisdom, knowledge, insights that you can bestow upon people listening? Well, I'm just really uh, grateful for this opportunity to be able to talk about CFAM and to talk about this position. We really do believe that, that we're obviously we're at the beginning of a fantastic industry and we're really excited about the direction that CFAM is going and we're uh, looking forward to to working with our next executive director to be able to speak out uh, on behalf of patients uh, for the next years to come. Nice. Okay, so we know how to find you and just a reminder, if you want to follow Jonathan Zaid, his Twitter handle is at J-O-N underscore Zaid, Z-A-I-D at John underscore Zaid. Um, thank you so much for this. I appreciate it. Now I know so much more about CFAM. I've, I've followed CFAM. I've read many articles that involve you guys, um, but it's nice to speak to somebody at the source to really hear what the message is. Well, we're super happy to be able to have an opportunity to get the word out. So thanks so much for, uh, for chatting with us, Michael. Thank you. Thanks to Peter for joining me. And if you would like more information about the executive director position, reach out to CFAM directly at cfam.ca. That's C-F-A-M-M dot And if you like what I do, please subscribe and leave me a review on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And hey, tell your friends too. Thanks so much. Thanks once again for listening to the Canadian Cannabis Update podcast. If you have a story that you'd like to share about the cannabis space, I would love to hear from you. Hit me up at CanadianCannabisUpdate at gmail.com or my website, CannabisUpdate.ca. And if you want to find out more about Canadian Cannabis Update and all of the other podcasts in the Cannabis Media Collective, check us out on Twitter at CanMedCall, just like Cannabis Media Collective, but abbreviated. And you can also find out more about us on Facebook, Instagram, and every podcast-related streaming site in the known universe. Check us out, the Cannabis Media Collective. All right, hit it, Ember. The media contributors within the Cannabis Media Collective do our very best to remain as accurate as possible, but take no responsibility for any inaccurate details or facts. If a story interests you, 
We're glad to have brought it to your attention, but please take the time to research the details for yourself.